A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. a dream come true. It's the moment you've always been waiting for. Kiss me. I love you. <laughs> I'm okay. It's not another teen movie. Prepare yourself. Road trip. For a movie that goes where every other teen movie has gone before. I heard there's some undercover reporter posing as a high school student. Uh, do either of you know where Mr. Keller's English class is? Only further. We saw you at our practice and I know you stole our routine. We've always done our own cheers. Well then you better bring it. Oh, it's already been brought. We're black. We know it. We take our big booties and show it. Can I get a whoop whoop? Hey there, and welcome to Rewatchability. This is the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see how they hold up in the modern eye. Now, in the present day, we are an Entertainment One podcast on their network. And uh, my name is Blaine Waters. With me, as always, is Rob Larone. <laughs> Great. And uh, J.M. McNabb. Was that you being a teenager? I, what was that? Yeah, just like a hit or, young person. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, okay. I may have hit my head. It sounded, like, it sounded like you had an aneurysm halfway through. <laughs> Rob, Call the hospital. ambulance, please. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys ever been listening to a podcast and there's like a weird pause for some reason and you think like your phone is broken or you're getting a call? Like that's probably what just happened to a lot of people <laughs> listening to this. People just fell off the treadmill trying to look at their phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get healthy, damn it. <laughs> well, this week, Rob and uh, Jam and I are going to talk about Not Another Teen Movie. And uh, before we get into it, <laughs> this was my pick, I, and I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll own that right away. I kind of feel bad for making you guys watch it. But I, there's some funny things to talk about in it, and, and we'll get to that after thanking our Patreons. Those are people who give us $1, 3 or $5 a month. They go to patreon.com slash rewatchability, and they, and they pitch in. And if you can't do that, you can tell a friend about the podcast uh, or, you know, a, a relative, uh, your insurance broker. You can, Some you, you ugly know, girl just, that you're trying to, like trick into going to prom with you as a result of some sort of bet yeah yeah i mean this would turn her off of that (laughs) sort of really let her know the plan you could make her a mixtape of the podcast your favorite moments (laughs) oh god and actually if you do we need that just for publicity so you can send that to us too and we'll go to prom with you but let's let's get into it rob when oh actually i I wanted to promote oh sorry yes you guys remember a few years ago we did the uh the hot docs festival 
here in yeah. Toronto. We presented a, a screening of a movie. I'm going to be doing something with them again this week. If you're listening to this, the week this comes out. This coming Friday, January 29th, I'm going to be a part of uh, a panel with the guys at the Daily Zeitgeist, Jack and Miles. We're going to be talking about the show at uh, 11 a.m. Friday, January 29th. And I think it's just for pass holders, but get a pass to the podcast festival. You're listening to this. You like podcasts. <laughs> Go... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so the thing, and now you don't even have to go anywhere. You know, you can watch it from home because it's all virtual. So like, anyone, like you do to podcasts anyway. You know, you watch. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get into podcasts and meet people, go places, <laughs> go places. <laughs> like I, we went to some live podcasts when we were at the festival and we got passes, and it was kind of weird. Like you know not doing my dishes while I listen to podcasts, you know, <laughs> being out wearing clothes and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing LeVar Burton's face when he was answering questions, like, why was that a question? You know, yeah. That was pretty awesome though. Seeing LeVar Burton. <laughs> it was person. pretty cool. But they get to see you online, right? It's, is it, is it recorded? Is it video? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's, it's all going to be streamed online, but uh, you do have to sign up for a pass. So if you go to, uh, you know, I think it's hotdocs.ca or just search hotdocs, uh, people know how to find it. Great festival. Love it. Happy to be a part of it. I, I did want to mention one other thing before we get into this week's episode. There was a, a minor controversy that uh, that you started, Blaine, uh, a few <laughs> weeks back. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah, know who... Who controls the rewatchability Twitter at, at this point? Because it used to be me, and then it was Rob. I don't know if it's the network, or do you control it's it, It's me. Rob? It's still me. Okay. Well, <laughs> you tweeted out a thing about how when we did the last episode, the three of us, we talked about Muppet Treasure Island. And on that episode, Blaine mentioned mm -hmm. that he had never seen the Muppet Christmas Carol, mm -hmm. yeah. which provoked some conversation because mm -hmm. that we were surprised. That seemed crazy. And uh, Rob, you pointed out on Twitter, yeah, we totally did that on the show. We uh, did, yeah, yeah, we did. Like we watched that ago, movie, episode one thirty four. <laughs> and I don't think Rob, I don't think you were on it, but like no. I remember doing it on the show, and I remember it being <laughs> just two of us. And when Blaine said that the other day, I remember thinking like, oh, I guess it was just me and Rob that did that show, but no, it was you. <laughs> I would like to clarify, that, I was on that show. I phoned in from Vancouver. Okay. Right, that's, okay. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. I have no memory so of I that movie. So I guess my first or... question is, why are you lying to everybody? <laughs> yeah, what do you have to hide? No, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I had a lot Did to Did you not watch Muppet Christmas Carol back way back then? Have you not watched any of these movies? <laughs> I, I must have... I I must have watched some of them. I love the I love the idea that what we've been doing this for like ten years and like Blaine hasn't watched a single movie. He's just been like reading Wikipedia's or like or you go back through and I'm just movies. agreeing with everyone. I'm just like, oh yeah, that was a crazy moment. Yeah, when that happened, like I've never seen any of them. He's typing um, furiously. <laughs> And uh, for that one, you probably just thought, like, I've seen A Christmas Carol. I know who the Muppets are. Like, I think I can wing it. Yeah, I can improv that. <laughs> it's like jazz, man. It's, just, you know, it's no, not like I, jazz. I, <laughs> I've seen La La Land. I know jazz. Um, I, <laughs> I, uh, I have that's, – that's great. 
and I'm I f- I'm very uh, red in the face right now. Well, now we have but to I don't remember... rewatch Muppet Christmas Carol so that we can be sure that you've seen it. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, what we'll drop that episode in like March just to maximize traffic for that one. Well. Look, I have a pretty poor memory. Whenever I suggest a movie, I do search Google, like, that movie plus rewatchability to see if we've done it before. Like, I really don't remember a lot of the movies we've done before. And I, like, literally I only remember movies that I've seen at sleepovers. So it's really hard for me to know uh, if I've seen a movie or not. I also, you know, I've, I feel like I've, we've done movies on the show that I don't remember but are stupid enough. They're, they're like a movie that is, that's like a kind of a dumb movie that I haven't seen in a long time. And I think, oh, that'll be fun to watch for the podcast. And then I look we've it up and it. we've already done it. Yeah. Like, oh, am I just going to watch this for fun now? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had yeah, an excuse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Anyways, yeah, I wanted to get to the bottom of that. And yeah. we have gotten nowhere close to the bottom. I still don't understand it. It's very confusing. <laughs> But, I mean, uh, <laughs> welcome to being me. Um, <laughs> understand I'm sorry, very little. I just wanted to be very confused. No, that's really funny. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. I'm glad. Have, I know have now. you seen uh, not another teen movie? <laughs> I, Don't well, lie. I've seen a lot of teen movies though, so I'm, we're good. We're good. Oh my god. I've, I've seen poop jokes before, so I think I think we're covered. Um, <laughs> well, that's probably true. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as I lie my way through this movie, Rob, do you want to uh, tell people when you first saw this movie? Have you seen this movie before? Do you no. remember? No, no, <laughs> okay. no. No, no. I just assumed that this was one of those, you know, dumb teen parody movies that were churned out sort of one after another because there was the teen movies and then there were the movies that parodied the teen movies but were also teen movies. Like they were they were their own thing like they were sort of parody it was like it was weird anyway i didn't i wasn't interested in any of it you know i uh, right. I, I saw some of the teen comedies some of the better ones we've talked about many of them on the podcast over the years can't hardly wait i didn't really like the american pie franchise and this was sort of like you know parodying that sort of movie so i didn't see it i wasn't really that interested in it at all mhm Mm-hmm. Okay, what about you, Jam? Uh, I did see it. Um, okay. I saw it, I guess, around when it came out on video, because I was still in high school, but I didn't see it in the theaters, because uh, why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember watching it, Not yeah, thinking, it was before like we were getting like the really shitty, like, you know, quote-unquote movie movies, being cranked out like disaster movie and epic, epic movie, movie. Yeah, yeah. but there was you know the scary movies and i was not a fan of those i thought they were uh too scary pretty yeah too <laughs> chilling <laughs> well like i remember going to see like the first scary movie and it's just so much of it is like pointing out that are things things that are dumb about scream but scream was already doing that it was a commentary on a commentary, and it just – I don't know. Right. So, like, I, this movie kind of got lumped in with that, I think. And then – so I we think We do I've commentaries mo- on commentaries all the time. Like, when we talk about someone's critique of a movie and we critique the critique, we're we're so guilty of that all the time. Blaine, this this requires almost no effort. <laughs> this is not a <laughs> – It's true. It, that, it's true. To make Scary Movie, they wrote a script. They hired There's actors. They It was probably shot involved. on film. They checked the gate. <laughs> like, it was a big production. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god! But I saw. I think I saw this twice because I saw it once on video and thought it was surprisingly funny. Mm-hmm. For like, I thought it was a bit more in line with like you know the Zucker Abrams right naked style. Sort of um, and uh, yeah, and I thought it was surprisingly pretty funny. And I think I watched it again with some friends for that reason, like, you know, hey, this was actually pretty funny. And we all thought it was pretty funny, but Mm -hmm. I haven't watched it in, you know, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I was curious to uh, to watch it again now. What about you, Blaine? This was – we basically <laughs> asked you to pick this week. You had all of cinema to choose from. You had yep. over 100 yep. years of film. Metropolis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gone Citizen with the King. wind. Nope. No, I don't uh, want to do that. That one I don't think we should be. <laughs> Right <laughs> surprisingly no, no you know that's what that's good plus about this movie is that, like there's no confederacy in that <laughs> team movie there was but they cut oh them out God. smart choice <laughs> no i i was away for a week you guys did an episode without me and watched a whole bunch of wonderful great movies dr shivago I remember seeing when I was in, like, for history class, I watched that. It's an amazing movie. It's so good. We could have done that. I could have saved myself two hours, mm. and we could have done that. Water, we could have watched. We could have watched a whole bunch of great movies. But I, I was Wait, like, no. Did you no, say I, water? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Like the deep uh, meta film? Yeah, the deep meta film. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, cool. I didn't know if you were making a a joke like we could have just watched actual like still like like a glass of tap water instead of this movie just, just evaporating the chlorine out of it from from the tap. Yeah, no, paint dry would have been great. No, I I chose this film because I wanted to rewatch it. It had been in my head for a while because, like you, JM, I watched it not in high school but in my first year of university. I ripped it off. You know, the I wasn't in um, a uh, what do you call it, a dorm, but they had the dorms all connected through Ethernet, and you could there was like a, a repo, it was like the internet, but like intranet, and you could rip <laughs> movies off other people's computers. And so I, I ripped not another team movie off onto like a disc, a rewritable disc. And what's I the statute that. of limitations on that? I'm I know campus I, security. I downloaded a car, guys, and. I remember really liking it. I watched it with a whole bunch of people at my um, apartment, my first apartment in Toronto, and remember really just thinking that it was much better than I ever thought it would be or that it had any right to be. And there were jokes in it that I then said to myself or to others who (laughs) knew the movie as like this kind of uh, parlance that if you'd seen this movie, you get these jokes like, you know, uh, believe in the ball and throw yourself like stupid little jokes that I remember just so fondly because I saw it with friends in first year university. It was a very scary time for me watching this movie was like a bright spot. And I remember it like that. And so my <laughs> sorry, I'm just laughing at you taking comfort in this movie, in a dark, <laughs> scary time in your life. Just comfort me, not another teen movie. No, it was. I could tell you the whole sub story, but no, it was. It was like oh, I no, had I'm a peanut sorry. butter sandwich because that that was no, all I that it's I a tough time. Could my 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 OSAP, which is like our grant system in Ontario, didn't come in, and so I didn't have any money. And and like this guy gifted me uh, from a corner store, he gifted me like a a loaf of bread and peanut butter. And I remember watching this movie like with peanut butter spreading it on on the bread. <laughs> I thought he gave you the eat. movie. He was like, "Here, eat this." <laughs> <laughs> It'll fill up your soul. 
Let them eat meta comedy. This is the weird millennial version of Les Mis. <laughs> Get a loaf of bread and not another teen movie. Exactly. Just miserable is what they call it. Yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was nice to have. So my my wife and I were recalling it and and she had fond memories of it too. She remembered some jokes from it and we like talked about those jokes. And then we rewatched it together and <laughs> I felt kind of, I don't know, it's changed a lot in my eyes over the years and I can't wait to talk about it. So and I wonder if you have a similar reaction to it, JM. So Yeah, I mean, parts of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, as we'll go through, like parts of it, I think are still really funny and parts of it were just like, oh my God, like what what were they thinking? <laughs> Why? Like, why even? Yeah, for sure. Okay, Rob, do you want to get into the rundown of this movie? Okay. Meta movie? It begins with a high school student. Her name is Janie. She's in bed watching a popular teen movie. It's She's All That, that classic with Freddie Prince Jr. and somebody else. And <laughs> she... How dare you? Yeah, that's, that's offensive. It's who is it? It's Rachel Lee Cook, right? Oh yeah, that's right. I love right. that you had to say who is it to begin that sentence, though. <laughs> you really well, backed also, up Rob. Cur- <laughs> they're currently making the gender flipped remake. That's right, mm-hmm. they She's are. All that right now. They wasn't. Yeah. There was like a story in the news about how they like disrupted like <laughs> some kind of pandemic uh, testing center so they could film a scene for He's All That. Oh my god. Sorry, go on. But it, and it's not really the movie though either. I don't think they got the rights. They like reshot. They didn't get the rights. Yeah, so this but, is also yeah. a re- yeah, like a remake. She's watching of a bootleg that scene in the movie. <laughs> so when that scene comes up in this remake, it'll be the th- third time it's been done, which is weird. Anyway. Wow. Mm. But she is watching this thing, and she gets excited, I guess, and she uh, she pulls out the scariest instrument I've ever seen. <laughs> This is like, I mean, it's <laughs> it's a this dildo vibrator thing that she has has like a slider on it to turn it on. Like that can't be safe. <laughs> but she starts doing this thing, and uh, you know, her family comes in to wish her happy birthday. And mm-hmm. uh, so does ooh. the rabbi. So does, so does everyone. I yeah. thought this was pretty funny because this yeah. is the opening of American Pie, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. In that movie, the character is jerking off. It's like the gender swap version. Yeah, but and like his parents come <laughs> in or something, and that. So this is like his parents mm-hmm. come in, and so does his ex- her extended family, and then like yeah, like a bishop and a bunch of orphan children, the family the- dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. See, and that's where like there's there's times in this movie where you're like, okay, yes, that's kind of funny, and you're giggling along, and then it'll like go off a cliff and you're like why was i why would i was i watching that and then laughing at the same time because yeah it just yeah it gets you sometimes it, it made you feel bad right blaine yeah because yeah, i, I had the bad, same reaction because it's like yeah you're i was even thinking at the time like oh this is almost like kind of progressive to take this scene because we have so many right. scenes in you know comedies teen comedies where like boys are jerking off or like you know dick jokes so like to take that and to make it about uh like a young woman's sexuality is like kind of like yeah maybe progressive is too strong a word but it it was you know maybe a step in the right direction but then yeah they add this thing where like the dog is like 
accidentally pleasuring her and it becomes yeah very quickly uncomfortable and yeah like this this movie is con- like the mental gymnastics of like being like oh that's funny and then like yes. oh i take it back it's not funny <laughs> yeah very quickly uncomfortable could be the subtitle to this movie like it could, <laughs> it could be not another teen movie you'll be very quickly uncomfortable it doesn't help that her dad is randy quaid <laughs> yeah playing uh just in general himself interestingly <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he's not a character. No. <laughs> Ooh, just, uh, yeah. Mm-mm. That guy, he really brings the, like, the, like, queasiness, the, like, the, the, the filthiness to the movie, you know? Like, he's, he's genuine. He's the genuine article, you know? Yeah, because it's like he's playing, like, a sleazy kind of, I think he's supposed to be, like, Harry Dean Stanton in, uh, right. what was it, mm-hmm. Pretty in Pink or 16 yeah, Candles? that's right. Like, I get those. I confused. can't remember. He's One like the dirtbag dad whose life has fallen apart. But it's yeah, it's hard to watch now because he's being played by a dirtbag whose life has fallen apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she goes to school like any typical American teenager, and it's uh, I mean, it's John Hughes' school. A little nod to the uh, king of '80s comedies, which this also pays tribute to. Not, it's not just the American Pies and the Ten Things I Hate About You yeah. that it uh, pays tribute to. There's a little bit of the '80s in there as well. And they have a few locations like that, like they have like the Harry Dean yeah. Stadium, Anthony Michael, the Michael. And... <laughs> yeah, that's there. The yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty funny. That was the funniest one for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. But there are all these other people at the school as well. We get to meet like all the cliques. There's, you know, the jocks and the the nerds and all of that stuff. Her brother is sort of part of this like group of misfits, sort of like the geeks and freaks and geeks. In fact, one of them is one of the geeks from <laughs> Freaks and Geeks, Sam Levine, doing uh some sort of like uh Asian cosplay character. Happening. Damn, shorty. Dog is pretending to be Asian and shit. That cracker is white. Can he see that, yo? Yeah, this was... Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys yeah. about this, because, like, the whole joke with his character, and I use the term joke loosely, is that he's, <laughs> like, he wants to be Asian, and he wears, like, uh... I don't even know what he wears. He he wears like a headband like from the Karate Kid or something. And he speaks in broken English. But is that a reference to something? I think I think well, I mean they do make the joke in it that like a lot of young white men were participating as much as possible in like black culture at the time. And so like I think and sometimes like by co-opting it and and so I think they were like making that. Is a commentary on how how doing... so many so much of like teen culture at the time was co opting black culture and just rewinding. Yeah, and it. I think there was there was some there's some like you know characters in teen movies that were doing that to like the nth degree. But like I yeah I don't know if if doing the same thing with another culture is. Is the right joke on that? No, man, but, it's super uh, not. It would just made it's me feel very... uncomfortable. It just made me I mean, feel there's really also like it's even like because he's supposed to be played for the butt of the jokes, even though it feels super racist. But like even when they're doing that, they kind of fail at it because there's one point where he like goes up to two Asian men at a party or teens, and you know does his whole shtick, and you, and the joke is like, oh, he mm-hmm. looks 
you know, foolish and racist and and they uh, don't think much of him. But then one of them like karate chops him in the head or, or kicks him or something <laughs> like it just becomes super racist again. And, uh, yeah, I just I, I didn't get that. I yeah. thought maybe it was a reference to something I hadn't seen. If it kind of felt like um, trickle down racism, like it was like it's not it's not good to be racist to, to black people anymore. But like Asian people are still <laughs> all right to make fun of. So let's do that in this movie. Like that's kind of what it felt like. Um, it was like the safer way to be. Well, it seems a little bit good intention, but also like just kind of totally oblivious. Yeah, and like they're sort of doing a different but similar thing, maybe with the black character who is the token black guy. So that's like, that was a thing, a trope that was in all of those movies. There was like one black guy. And it's kind of funny here, like in every scene, his hair changes to like a different stereotypical black hairstyle. (laughs) Yeah. But he's also like the only black person in the movie still, you know? Like there's no, he's still the joke, you know? He's still, he still is the token. And that's the danger with parody, I think. And I mean, in a broad context, that like you fall into the trap of the thing that you're parodying. Because, like, even in the end, he's like, actually, like, Jake, the main character, is like, or the second main character, is like, you know, I appreciate you and I really think you're a good friend. And he's like, great, because I want to <laughs> talk to you about these things. Like, I'm a full human being that really has, and he just like cuts him off and runs away. That's funny. And it's like, that's yeah. like, it's a good joke. Point, on point. It's a good joke, but they didn't give that character anything in this movie because they couldn't because yeah. they were parodying the other movies. So it's uh, they were. But kind the, of like the only other place where they design. have black characters is the cheerleader segment, the Bring It On, which is also funny, but also in a way where you're like, "Ooh, I'm not sure I want to be laughing at that." <laughs> well, it, 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 I, I think with this yeah. movie, like it, it try it's parodying things that is also kind of like still employing which becomes you know it's is kind of a a tough act to pull off yeah a lot of the time because like you said like they're parodying how like white these teen comedies are like by having this guy be like i'm the token black guy and by having like the the team is literally called the wasps <laughs> uh, which is funny yeah. but like but and also like there's a you know Definitely. But like they have uh, the character who's like the Eastern European exchange student who is just naked all the time. So it's like, you know, we're we're parodying like the gratuitous nudity of these teen movies. But then we're also like still doing that, you know, in their own way. So yeah, it's like it, 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 it's a weird balancing act that I think they've. You know, they fall on either side of like success and and failure throughout the movie. Um, I think I think sometimes it's funny. I think other times it just feels like, well, now this is just the thing you're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It feels like they were kind of aiming for Mel Brooks parody at certain times and just falling short or falling into like the easy joke. Yeah. Yeah. And I should also mention because he's the star of this movie. Captain America's in this. America's in this. Captain America, America. Is involved. I mean, I didn't realize that he was, but he is the guy who makes the bet with all of his dudes that he can take anyone to prom and make her prom queen. And which, which is my favorite scene in the entire movie. But I mean, way. it's pretty that good whole... because it's really playing on the stupid thing about she's all that that was so obvious and that everybody was like, yeah, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's hilarious. 
they like you know they're like looking for like the ugliest girl in school and they see like uh, an albino person with a guitar i i feel bad because i everybody's beautiful in their way right i mean yeah but that actress like killed that role like i i found that her singing that song i I thought she was really good she made me laugh but all these hideous people they they say are too good or could still be prom queen (laughs) you just said everyone's beautiful in their own way yeah in their own hideous way (laughs) oh okay so they find like the most disgusting ugly like nobody would want to go out with her and it's janie and she's disgusting because she has uh glasses and a ponytail and 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 the paint paint covered covered overalls yeah I think that's something like we've yeah, we've said rebel. Uh, in conversation, Blaine. We've we've said like don't forget about yeah, the pink cover sure. overalls. Like that's that's yeah, definitely a thing sure. we've mentioned. Like uh, yeah, things. There yeah, are jokes um, that have stuck with me for twenty years, even though I haven't watched it. And that's one of yeah. them. Yeah. I have no big mons. Any girl with a guitar is hot. I need sunscreen. Granted, she's a hippie albino. She could no still be prom queen. Okay. What about the Fratelli sister? So they're slightly disfigured and connected at the head. But combined, those two make up one pretty decent chick. I do. I know you would, Reggie. But no, I'm looking for somebody who's really messed up. I'm talking about a real shit bomb. Oh, well, bombs away. Oh, no, 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 anyone but her. But it's not so easy because she's not just going to go out with him just because he's like a big, handsome Captain America guy. I mean, when you say it that way. (laughs) This was his first movie. Yeah, that's right. And he's I think he's pretty good in this. Like he 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 has a lot of charisma. He's so funny in this. I think both leads are really funny. Like uh, the woman who plays Janie, I forget her name. She's in Supergirl. Yeah. Charlie yeah. Lee. Uh, yeah. She is really funny and he's really funny. And I think a lot, yeah, a lot of the movie works because they're charming and good actors. And, you know, some, some of these parody movies like fall into the trap of just feeling like a, a vacuum of jokes with no substance. And, and this is that, mm-hmm. but also like, I think that they are so good that, that it, it has a semblance of a feel of a real story, you know? Yeah. Well, there are other good performances too. Like I really like Jamie Presley, Jamie Presley, who from my name is Earl. Yeah. She's good. She's really good. Yeah. The cheerleader. Yeah. The cheerleader with uh, Tourette's is really good. Yeah. There's like a lot of really great. See that, that was another one. Yeah. That was another joke though. That was one of the early ones that just rubbed me the wrong way. Cause like, I think it's a good movie when it's parodying, you know, specific teen uh, movie tropes. But, like, that was one of the first things where they're like, we're going to introduce a joke of our own. And it's, <laughs> there's a cheerleader, cheerleader, but she has Tourette's. And, and there are, this isn't even just one scene. It's, like, multiple scenes where mm-hmm. the, the only joke is that it's a cheerleader who has Tourette's. And I, I just found that uh, kind of cringy to watch now. Yeah, I mean, it's punching down. It's, yeah. yeah. Also cringy is the uh, the plot of the three boys who I mean it seems as if they're almost going to parody like the whole teen culture movie where the boys you know 
try to peek in the locker room or, you know, go on the panty raid or whatever because they're obsessed with it and with losing their virginity before uh, before high school, that being the thing that you have to do in movies. So they, like, they like go full diehard in the vents to try to spy on some girls in the locker room, and they end up going over the washroom. And the most disgusting scene I think I have ever seen on film occurs. And <laughs> let's go to a clip. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, don't go to a clip. I'm not going to a clip. <laughs> But it is, I mean, and to be fair to that scene, the teacher is talking about, like, what the kids find funny. And he's like, is it excrement? Like, I, I thought the works of Shakespeare were very funny. I thought the, um, and Shakespeare had a lot of poo jokes, too. So, I mean, what does the teacher know? Mm, but, uh, so they're trying to parody that, that like, you know. But that's what I mean. Um, Scatological joke. But then they just do it. That's what uh, I was so, saying before. Yeah. It's like, they're like, oh, we're going to parody this. We're going to poke fun of how stupid poop jokes are but then we're gonna have the biggest poop joke of any of these any movies. Of the movies ever yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh yeah there's also there's also chris evans uh sister played by local gal mia kirshner and uh she mm. is she is playing the sarah michelle geller sort of cruel intentions <laughs> character but it's not. It's even worse than Cruel Intentions because in Cruel Intentions they're not like they're stepbrothers, right? Stepbrother is stepsister, right? And in this they're just like, yeah. they're just like blood related. Yeah, <laughs> and they say that, and it's supposed to be funny. Well, yeah, I mean that's one of the few jokes about incest. There are many <laughs> um, that that I found like chuckle worthy where where he's like oh my god you're my sister and she's like only by blood like that's a stupid line but i remember it so it must have what know, about that thing with the mom uh, well yeah that's what i was gonna get to is is the whole missed opportunity of him saying i don't want your life he should have said i don't want your wife right like that's a missed opportunity joke that was your problem with the scene that or... was that was my i mean it's a perfect scene other than that right could have hired Blade to do a punch up on the script. <laughs> well, we should mention no, what happens. It's, so it's, it's, horrible. Like, it's like a scene where Chris Evans is broken up with with Jamie Presley, and his dad comes in and is like, I, "I've got someone for you," and brings in his wife, who's Chris Evans' mom. And he says, "Like that's mom," and he's like, "I'll leave you to get acquainted." And it's like, what? Like it's it's not funny, and not only is it not funny. Like, okay, I get it. It's gross. They're trying to do, like, a gross set. This was, like, you know, a couple of years after South Park premiered. Everyone's trying to do edgy, gross-out comedy to the biggest degree they can. So they went for something that wasn't funny to me because they were trying to be edgy. Like, whatever. But the even bigger crime, I would say, is that it ruins the joke you were just describing. (laughs) Because literally in the next scene, we have the Cruel Intentions thing where we assume that they're stepbrother and stepsister because we've seen Cruel Intentions, but then, yeah, he says, like, you're my sister, and she says, only by blood. Like, yes, that's also gross, but it's kind of funny because it's, you know, preying on our misconceptions based on Cruel Intentions and making it weird and gross. But we just had a scene where there was a far weirder, far grosser scene with the mom, so you completely deflate the humor of that by by including that scene. You know what I mean? Like, it ruined the funnier joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just an awkward scene to watch, and it must have been an awkward scene to play, and uh, it must have made everyone uncomfortable on set. 
Yeah. You can only okay. imagine what shooting that day is. Can you get a little closer to her on the bed? Uh, that'd be great. Well, it wasn't really his mom. Like directed by brazers. You know, uh, <laughs> okay. You usually just get an actress and, you know, maybe somebody who kind of looks like the person. But there, we should. And the dad was the dad from Ferris Bueller. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's some other mainstays of 80s movies as well. There's the principal from The Breakfast Club who d- reprises his whole, yeah. you know, mess with the bull, get the horn sort of Paul thing. Paul Gleason, right? He's also Dwayne T. Robinson. Right? This is this is where people think that we died. This is where they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. the, my, my headphones cut out. He's Dwayne uh, T. Robinson in Die Hard. Yeah. No relation, right? No, those are Agents Johnson. Ah, oh, damn it. You've seen Die Hard, right, Blaine? <laughs> I I got the Coles notes. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but they don't end up going to the prom together. They end up going separately. He ends up going with his sister because he's sort of lost the bet, and she ends up going with the dude who plays Vaughn in Community. Do you remember that? Vaughn? He was the handsome dude? What? Yeah, Olsen. His name is like yeah. something Olsen, right? He's very funny. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was pretty good. Too. He was also the guy. He played young Jim Carrey in that Di- uh, Dumb and Dumber prequel. Oh, oh, really? That nobody saw. Right. Yeah. Starring uh, starring American Pie's Eugene Levy. Right. Oh wow, nice. And yeah, and like you know, they eventually things aren't going well for them. So she's going to leave for art school in France, as you are want to do after high school. And it seems like that's it. That's the end of it. But then at the last minute, he rushes to the airport and he tells everybody that he wants to see the special girl. And they all let him through security. And uh, he gets there and he throws a football at her, beans her in the head. <laughs> that was funny. And you know, Mr. T. We forgot to talk about Mr. T, but he gives him some, uh, you know, some encouragement, and it's very nice. Thank you, Mr. T, for the assist. And uh, he professes his feelings to her, and it seems like it's great. Except uh, he's called out by uh, Molly Ringwald, who is uh, working mm. as a flight attendant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good, good job. But she calls him out for, you know, <laughs> using cheap movie lines on her. And, uh, yeah. you know, the first one is from... What's the first one from? She's All That. And then the second one was from something else. And then the third one... <laughs> I think it's Pretty in Pink, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because that's yeah. the one that she's in. And she's like, I think I'd know. Exactly. And then he gives, like, this speech... Which is totally different. He says, oh, yeah, we probably would just spend the summer together and then I'd go off to college and have sex with somebody else and that would be it. So what's the point? And very unexpected. Very, very truthful. Yeah, very honest. And she uh, sort of uh, chooses to believe that that's from the Karate Kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've done that on the podcast, so I know that's that's not from the Karate Kid. Okay, Mr. Miyagi... He, Daniel Sun, he says to me, okay, Cobra Kai. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of thing uh, yeah, they might say they in get Cobra together. <laughs> and that's uh, not another teen movie. Now, I, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, she chooses to believe it was from Karate Kid and, like, they, you know, go off together 
you know, they, they get together at the end. But like, I, I think the better version of this movie would have been if they were just like, yeah, this is this makes no sense. And like she went to art school and he it would have been funny if like at the end of the movie, the movie almost like severed its connection to the teen comedy mm-hmm. yeah. and like became something else or, you know. Yeah. But totally. I think that that's and not realistic for teenagers who are stupid. Teenagers do dumb things like not go to <laughs> art school in France for a boy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we also have to have the like payoff for the slow clap guy. Oh, that's so good. He's trying yeah. to start slow that's claps. Perfect. Uh, the first time he does that's it, he great. gets told off by Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sabrina the teenage... that, like, that was a, that was that's a funny a great joke. scene, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I also use that line a lot. I don't know why. Um, when she pours water on her dress after she's just been in the pool, and someone yeah. goes, "Oh, that'll stain." <laughs> like I don't, I don't know why I like that line so much. That's There's so some funny. really fun, funny like uh, like ADR, like like the extras. Yeah, we're doing ADR. Totally, yeah. some really funny. When jokes. Rudy gets hit, when Rudy gets like Mar- severed in half, Marty. and uh, Martin Marty. <laughs> And someone from the sideline goes, walk it off, Marty. (laughs) And then then later at the prom or something, like Chris Evans is going up and somebody from the crowd just yells, Marty. (laughs) (laughs) I like, this isn't even really a joke, but like when uh, he, when Chris Evans is singing to Janie from the stands, like in 10 Things I Hate About You, and he sings Janie's Got a Gun and someone goes, she's got a gun. And they all run away. And then security (laughs) chases after her. Like, in the distance, one of the security guards just goes, just give us the gun, Janie. <laughs> I also really think the guy who had one line saying, she, she, she's got a gun, like yeah. really sold it. Like he was in a different movie that was way better than this movie. He did a great job. I'm, I remember that scene from the trailer, but I still laughed really hard at it, even though that song is 30 years old. <laughs> It's also funny because uh, Chris Evans has, like, the Steven Tyler scarves on the (laughs) microphone. (laughs) It's so perfect. He's, you know, he gets a few songs. We forgot to talk about there's also the the prom musical song, which is written by Ben Folds of the Ben Folds. What, really? really? Four. (laughs) Yeah. I was just writing about how, I did trivia for this. He did a song for Community. Too. So he's mainly been doing novelty songs in the in the 21st century. <laughs> he also did the Sarah Silverman podcast intro as well. So oh. just he's, he's really taking the work awesome. where he can get it. I mean, it's a gig economy, man. So that musical scene did feel like a moment. I remember watching it for the first time and and seeing that and being like, this is a moment that like communicates how much at least like the filmmakers were trying or like going for it. Like mm-hmm. so many of those other kind of like parody movies we talked about that fit into the same kind of subgenre are, are like, you know, like let's just get through this. Like, <laughs> we're going to put together a thing. We're going to slap movie on it and unrated cut. And like, maybe we'll rent some DVDs. There'll be a shot on the cover of a girl from, you know, the legs yeah. down or the body up or head down or exactly. you know, as long as we like, yeah, face. dismember her somehow on this cover. But this at yeah. least like in the musical number, especially, I think you get the sense like, oh, like they're really like going for it and they're like really working hard to make this a thing. I'll do my best to make things right. I wish we could resolve this fight. 
It could happen. It could happen at the prom tonight. I'm getting pussy no matter what, even if it's with dirty slut. And I think it also, mm-hmm. like in terms of the plotting, I think it does a pretty good job of juggling all of these different character types from all of these different movies and kind of fitting them into one story that touches on all of them. Oh, yeah. Like, it's actually pretty well plotted from that standpoint, I would argue. Yeah. I mean, you know, it ought to be they had five writers on it. (laughs) (laughs) But it is is impressive because there's a lot of parodies to get in there. And, like, some of them do have, like, a cohesive story in a way though it's a dumb one yeah yeah there was like other parodies like the i don't know the was it felt like it was an unbreakable parody but that must have been was it a year before this came out that unbreakable came out or something like that because it must have been around the same time like mr t mr t yeah i'm the wise old janitor yeah yeah i wasn't sure if that was an unbreakable parody or not i guess it was yeah either but uh, <laughs> they were just throwing things at the wall to see what would stick. Like, ah, well, that's, you know, yeah, it's a teen at, movie. at least that's, you know, uh, that's another thing about like the scary movies and, and those kind of movies that that kind of bugged me is like they just became like, let's parody anything else that came out in the last year and a half, like eight mile uh, this that it doesn't matter. Right. We're not doing horror movies or, you know, it became so unfocused. Mm-hmm. This at least like really sticks to like the teen genre of the past like two decades like it it feels yeah like focused in a way that a lot of those other movies aren't yeah Mm -hmm. and and honestly it felt like everyone was i mean i guess because they were young actors and some and some of them this is their first role it felt like everyone was really committed to the movie in a way that you don't find in those like b movie parodies or parody b movies i guess because everyone's just like there to make a buck or or, uh, or get away as fast as they can to their trailer again, but this felt like everyone was like, "No, I want to make this funny. I want to make this good." So that was that yeah. was kind of nice, and it felt like everyone was having fun on set too. So that was kind of fun to watch mm-hmm. as well. Let's be right back. Let's have a little, short little break, and then when we come back, I'll I'll throw you some lowball trivia questions. You guys will get them. It's going to be easy. I didn't study. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Rewatchability. We're talking about Not Another Teen Movie. I have some trivia for you guys. So the director, Joel Gallen, created the MTV Movie Awards. They were part of his creation. He was an exec at MTV. That explains so much. (laughs) Yes. And he directed many of the shorts that were in the MTV Movie Awards. He went on to be executive producer to a very... I would say influential comedy that we all really love. Name that movie. Wait, he was an executive producer on a comedy we love after this? I think 
yeah. after this. Um, hmm. a, a movie? A movie comedy? A movie comedy, and I, I kind of set it up by saying he was the director of the MTV Movie Awards and their interstitial Joe's videos. Apartment? <laughs> no, but good guess. That was the first MTV movie. We should do that on the podcast. Yeah. I think we've already done it, haven't we? I don't know. <laughs> See? Are you this is what I, mean? yeah, I don't know what to oh, believe anymore. <laughs> it's all don't a lie. Gaslight us. We're just ghosts. Um, have we done Gaslight on the podcast? <laughs> no, we've done this this movie on the podcast for sure. Oh, okay. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Airheads. I can't think of one. Uh, no. <laughs> No, he it's the it's a movie about uh, a central character and he helped come up with that character with Ben Stiller. Oh, Zoolander. Zoolander. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. So he directed the first like Zoolander shorts for MTV Movie Awards and then went on to right. be a producer on the film. So that's right. pretty cool that he had like a big hand in that cuz I love that movie. I think that movie is so funny. Yeah, it's um, a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Okay, so second question which actor in this film had the distinction of parodying themselves from another teen movie? Oh, I know that wait, one. Wait, say that, say that again. So there's an actor in this movie that was parodying a character from another movie. He also played that character. Oh, I do, I do know this, too. Yeah. yeah okay. It's the guy from Varsity Blues, right? Yeah. Uh, his Ron name, Lester. Ron Lester. Yeah. And he passed Ray away, right? In this one. He did, yeah. yeah. Recently, I think he died in 2016 of liver and kidney failure. He he lost 348 pounds in two years. Oh my god! And he had to have apparently 14 surgeries to like deal with SS skin. But I, I just think that's so commendable that he did that. And he said all his roles disappeared after that, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, but like good on him for doing that. That's like one of the harder things people have to do in their lives. So good on Ron Lester. And, well, it's also, uh, it's fun that he's up for doing both, like for doing the same yeah. part in the parody version. And uh, yeah, it's funny. I never saw Varsity Blues, so I can't comment on. We should do it for the podcast. It's called should. rewatchability, like... Blaine. I've never... <laughs> no, yeah. If you guys have seen it, I, I would be totally down for that. But like, I, I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of Varsity Blues in this, like most famously, like the whipped cream scene, which again, feels like a bit of a like, <laughs> again, progressive is too strong a word, but we get yeah. the, the yeah. whipped cream bikini scene with Chris Evans instead of... Uh, with Captain yeah. America. That's America's ass yeah. with a oh, banana Captain, up it. my Captain. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of my favorite jokes too, is that she says, are you a Sunday? And he goes, banana split. But we don't know why until he turns around. And that's a perfect setup reveal joke. Uh, yeah, I love that. Okay, so you might know this as well, but two actors got engaged on the set of this. Oh, film. don't don't tell me one of them was Randy Quaid. It, <laughs> it, it was. It was Randy Quaid and that pig. <laughs> His name was Sausage. So, uh, which two actors were they? I, I saw this when I was doing okay. my research. It's um. It's the main person, Kryler Lee, and some other guy. I don't, I don't think, think any of like us have Nate. said her name correctly. <laughs> it's Chrysler well, Lee. It's, yeah. it's C-H-Y-L-E-R. I don't know how to spell that. Ch- 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 Chyler. <laughs> Chyler? Kyler? Could be anyway. both. 
Okay. She's great in this. Miss Lee. Mrs. Lee. Yeah, she got married to this other guy who I think his name was like Nathan West or something like that. Wait, yeah. was he a guy? And he was playing in the movie? He was an actor? Yeah, he was an actor in the movie. Do you know what part he played? No. It's really hard. He played the Freddie Prince Jr. lookalike in <laughs> the She's All That scene oh, yeah. that they refilmed. Oh my God. So if they had gotten the rights to that movie, her whole life would have been different. Yeah. Wait, like she I met mean, him on they, the movie. They were right? together before this. No, oh, no. okay. I, I, oh, never mind. They were together for yeah, like three I think years she before probably this. got him oh, the okay. job. He sounds like a deadbeat. That's why I <laughs> <laughs> a deadbeat who happens to look vaguely like Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Nathan West crying from your disdain for him, Rob. Well, also I read on the IMDb that uh, uh, Kryler was doing a whole <laughs> lot of cocaine <laughs> during this time. Wait, that's on the IMDb. So I just imagine. <laughs> It's on the IMDb that she admitted to being high most of the time oh, okay. cocaine while doing this movie. She was also 19 while she was doing this movie, so that's unfortunate. You know what? Um, if I was 19 and I had to be in another teen movie, I'd probably be doing Rails of Coke all the time. That's, you know. Yeah. I've never, but I've I mean, never done cocaine in my life, but if they had cast me in not another teen movie, I probably would have done it. <laughs> Good point. Just to fit in. Don't do um, drugs unless you're cast in a parody film. <laughs> with Randy Quaid. Um, Finally so, caught up with Leslie uh, Nielsen. That's how he died. <laughs> <laughs> but there, you'd think that a relationship that started off on cocaine and another teen movie wouldn't last, but they're still together. They have three kids. Oh, that's, oh, that's nice. That's I'm sorry nice. I called him a deadbeat. That that was a jerk thing. He's an actor. Do. He acts in things. Come I, on. I was, Maybe I'm the deadbeat. I was hoping you were going to say that they <laughs> met on the set and it was like, it was fate because they couldn't get the rights to She's All That, but that's disappointing. No. I know she was on Super Grey's Anatomy, Girl. but I didn't watch that. But yeah. I was watching Supergirl and Supergirl's sister is played by her. I, I thought she looked really familiar and then I looked it up and yeah, not another teen movie. I- I think she just knocks this movie out of the park. Like, I haven't seen Supergirl or Grey's Anatomy, so for me, this is the only thing I've ever seen her in. But I thought she'd get, I don't know, I thought people would be, like, a little more hungry for her as an actress because she did so well in this movie. I thought she was so funny. should be more comedies. She should be more comedies. She is really funny in this. Yeah. 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 Did you guys watch the uh, spinoff TV series? No. What? No, there's a spinoff TV series? Like, oh, wow. Okay. What is yeah. it? First of all, Blaine, I'm disappointed in your lack of research. Uh, <laughs> I looked at IMDb. Come on. Uh, the- no, no. I actually watched the video because they, they recorded the proposal on set. Aww. It was like a surprise proposal. So there's a video. That's there. sweet. Maybe we'll put it on our, on our website. Um, there was a spinoff TV pilot. It was never picked up called Not Another High School Show. And oh, it man. is available on YouTube. It was, I think it's the same, one of the writers, if not the director, I can't remember who, uh, but someone who was involved with the original movie did it as a TV pilot because the movie was like pretty successful. Like it, it did well at mm-hmm. the box office. Yeah. It made its money back. And yeah. Home. And so they did this pilot, which was more of like a uh, parody of like the OC and other like, you know, teen mm. TV dramas. So I watched some of it on YouTube and it's funny because it begins with like two like hooligans in like a, a bad neighborhood breaking into a car. And one of them is played by that guy. What's his name? Like Eric something Olson, like with the guy from this movie. Oh yeah. 
so he's he's in it as a different character okay. who like blows up in a car, but then later at the end he faked his death and comes back. And also Jamie Presley's sure. in it briefly too. And it was not good. It was like real mm. bad. <laughs> oh, uh, and it, like like not just bad. Like I was watching it and being like, oh, okay, this is kind of bad. And it just kind of seemed like kind of amateurish too. Like the sound sounded bad. It didn't sound professional. It sounded oh. like uh, you know like a YouTube video or something. Uh, it had weird echo and stuff. And uh, like literally within five minutes, there was a, a very unpleasant rape joke. Oh, yeah, it it okay. was not good at all. Just a couple of noteworthy things about it. Early into the show, there's a Buffy parody, and the Buffy character, uh, hilariously titled Muffy. Because <laughs> that's like slang for... Uh, oh, yeah. uh, Played by Allison Brie. <laughs> again, oh, oh, back to community she's again. She's so good. She's so yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> She can do anything. Thankfully, the show did not get picked up, and she did not get locked into. <laughs> she did not have to pass on <laughs> Mad Men to, to do Muffy the Vampire <laughs> And Jennifer Lawrence is in it very briefly. Whoa. She's uncredited on the show, but she's in it as, like, I guess basically an extra. Jesus. It, that sort of thing always just reminds me of how much it's, like, there can be a hundred talented people, but it's all just luck in the end. Like, really. And talent. <laughs> yeah sure i mean but there's so many talented people but like then someone gets stuck on not another teen show i mean you don't have to be you know, talented and... to be on like some crappy tv show <laughs> no but like some talented people might right. get stuck there and then won't, won't go on to right you're Mad Men, right you know? won't won't blossom yeah into no, like movie stars blossom wasn't and... in it <laughs> yeah oh i'm sorry <laughs> i'm getting these people mixed up good point, all right Wayne. yeah thanks <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for acknowledging that I made the best point. Acting is hard. Acting, luck. There's luck involved. Who knew? So you want to go around and say if we thought this was rewatchable or not. I'm going to start with you, Rob. There was a lot of funny stuff in this movie. And uh, some of it was really stupid. Some of it was stuff that I didn't really want to watch. Gross (laughs) out too far. I mean... It's really hard to make a comedy movie. Morals have changed in the last 10 years. It's not as bad as many of the movies that it's sort of parodying. Like, those were, like, bad movies. And there are some things in this movie that do seem like, yeah, like, almost progressive. Where you're like, hey, wait, are they actually trying to satirize something? Or are they just making dumb jokes? It doesn't do that. It's not It's not a smart movie. It's not, it's not a satire. <laughs> right. But it is pretty funny. There's stuff that obviously I don't feel great about as an adult person. I think that, you know, there are some things that in order to parody them or to make fun of them or to, like, discuss them, you're probably going to have to, like, get into the dirt a little bit yourself. So maybe that's a part of it. But honestly, it was fun to watch it right now on this day, you know, in 2021. And there aren't that many things that are just, like, really, really funny or just, like, you know, sort of, like, joke a minute. And there were, you know, moments where I would just... My lazy eye would catch something like Anthony Michael Dining Hall and I would Mm -hmm. just laugh uncontrollably. And there were other things where I was really disgusted, but I was also laughing uncontrollably. So I'm going to say this is mildly rewatchable. I think that there is something here... You have to wade through a lot of shit 
Like, literally. <laughs> but it also, like, it it's so note on in the way that it parodies some of these movies. Like, She's All That, and which we haven't done on the podcast, by the way, and uh, we probably should someday. Yeah. Um, but those movies were, like, a huge part of our lives. And, yeah, like, even though I didn't love them, they were, like, what our entire generation watched. So I felt like, you know... They were my sort of movies, and it sort of felt nice to, you know, have them sort of looked at again in a nostalgic way, but also have the air taken out of them a little bit as well. So, yeah, mildly rewatchable, I'm going to say. Okay, what about you, Jim? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard to say because I feel like when I saw it the first time, it's like I was coming at it from the perspective of thinking it would be terrible and being pleasantly surprised that there was a lot of funny stuff in it. Whereas watching it now, I was coming at it from the perspective of like, oh, this was really funny. And then <laughs> finding more of the uh, the disappointing aspects of it more pronounced. So I don't know. I'm kind of right in the middle. I do think, yes, yeah, sometimes it, it does... R- really funny parodies of like those teen movies and like for us like when we saw it at the time like it was almost kind of like cathartic because we had had all of these teen comedies that especially like you know if if we saw them and didn't like them which i think a lot of us probably did like i i mean i certainly saw a lot of like mainstream teen comedies that i did not like but i saw them to be like a part of the larger conversation or to be you know kind of like feel Mm -hmm. included in contemporary teen culture but ended up feeling like kind of insulted or condescended to so like it it did feel like yeah a little uh cathartic is too strong a word but it, it felt nice to have the air taken out of them a little bit and it is kind of like shooting fish in a barrel to a certain extent because these movies are extremely stupid. But like I think the the movie does it very cleverly a lot of the time and and when they when they're able to do it in pure story terms, I think it works best like the paint and the overalls and the ponytail and the glasses, like having that be the dialogue. But then other times there's jokes where like characters are literally like I'm the character that comes along and does this and like does it and it's like well that now you're not even like trying to craft a a a joke in within the story to do that you're just kind of like stating that you know that's a thing that happens in these movies which I think is also like a little more dull to watch today in like the the internet age where like yeah we've probably read like a buzzfeed article where it's like you know a (laughs) hundred stock characters in teen movies and like a lot of the movie Mm -hmm. feels like that but i think a lot of the time or some of the time they do uh weave it into the narrative uh and have it actually like be kind of organic or even like having like yeah, Randy Quaid. <laughs> Randy Quaid, terrible person, <laughs> still a funny he actor, and like having have taking the dirtbag teenage daughter character and like making him just like so creepy and like weird and like and and also having the American Pie thing of like fucking a pie be his thing that he's just like in the background of the main story just like having sex with pies off screen until the very end well and that and like loaves of bread like there was everything yeah. in that kitchen had a hole in it yeah, at the end. yeah. <laughs> like that's funny so I, I don't know i i i don't know i i would say for me in terms of like a rewatch i would say it's mildly not rewatchable i think i was more disappointed yeah. in 
in watching it now than I was finding it funny. And even like, yeah, like the Sam Levine. I like Sam Levine. Sam Levine is on like podcasts I listen to. I think he's a, a, a nice guy and he seems good and he's great in Freaks and Geeks and, and other movies. And like the, the character they gave him here, his whole thing just being that he like mimics Asian people is uncomfortable and not funny and uh doesn't certainly doesn't hold up we forgot to mention one of the supporting actors is uh josh radner from how i met your mother <laughs> right yeah right uh, so he was another future didn't meet her in high school could have saved eight years of that show <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know i i'm i'm like kind of conflicted but i'd also be lying if i said i felt good after watching it like I, I just felt kind of drained and kind of gross, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. It's 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 got some funny stuff, but then like as soon as there was something funny, there was something aggressively unfunny or aggressively dated or you know something gross. I I don't know. Like I I don't want to sound like a prude. But I also think a lot of the time the movie, which is a very clever movie and like made by smart people, was sacrificing its own intelligence to fulfill the quota of like (laughs) grossness that was required for a mainstream comedy in 2001. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) you can make, you know, you can make the, the bar was continually set higher and higher by like the gross out comedy. I mean, that's just what the era was. And so I feel like the movie, you know, they try to dance around it. But in the end, I think it had to, like, tick a lot of boxes of grossness and, uh, you know, dumbassery to to be a a big comedy. I mean, that, that, that's the big problem with it is it, it's a it's a great parody of teen comedies that also wanted to be a teen comedy. And I think at times mm-hmm. it's really successful at that, and at other times it's just kind of embarrassing. So I don't know. Yeah, mildly not rewatchable for me. What about you, Blaine? I'm in much the same boat as you, JM. Like, I didn't think it was going to be funny, loved it, wanted other people to see it. And then rewatching it this time, I was expecting to laugh as much as I did. And yeah, I realized that, like, there is some kind of meanness to it at times and i really didn't like seeing that in it um so that and there was some cleverness that i didn't really get before so rewatching it did have uh you know it was it was kind of nice to rewatch it we didn't talk about the character of ricky her her best oh, friend oh yeah yeah the the like blaine character <laughs> thank you but like i just i just imagine i was like what kind of hat did blaine wear in high school it was a fedora. <laughs> I'm sorry, Blaine. Wait, he's, he's supposed to be like the John Cryer type. Yeah, guy, right? he's like the friend zoned dude. But like the just the fact that they kind of showed how because he was also the dude in every teen movie that like was like the best friend that then finally realizes that she actually loves you know because he's been doing so much stuff for her that is just such like the heart of the incel movement right now that like that that. <laughs> That this movie took that to task and really made him laughable, and all the people on the bikes that were going by him being like, "She's not into you, man. Like, leave her alone." Like, all, <laughs> yeah, all that, that stuff funny. is just like that's great that you're like calling out teen movies for doing that stuff and for setting. But he, he was specifically supposed to be Ducky right. from yeah. Pretty in Pink. No? I think so. Yeah, and but I I liked that, and 
I thought there was some, you know, some clever stuff in it as well. But it's uh, it's a little mean. It's a little scatological. And it's a little incestual. Too much. <laughs> a little. Too much for 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 my taste. And and it kind of feels like you know, yeah. It kind of felt like to me like a person that you knew at one point that you're like that you hung out and you were friends with for a certain point in your life and then you both kind of moved on and you're like I get to have the memories of that friendship and that's great but if we got together now it probably wouldn't be awesome <laughs> um so <laughs> yeah. like Blaine your friend talked about poop and incest a lot of <laughs> yeah, dinner exactly. <laughs> exactly so I think that that yeah I have a lot of fond memories of this movie and I'll I'll keep them but I'm not going to rewatch it again because I think this is going to taint those memories more and more keep so it sacred I- yeah, exactly. I think I'm just uh, I'm it's not rewatchable lie. for me. <laughs> Let the mystery lie. Yeah. So I'm going to say it's not rewatchable. So we have the gamut here of of kind of not rewatchable, yeah, mediocre, re- and yeah, awful. You know, ratings, <laughs> which is kind of what the movie got when it came out. Yeah, so, it seems appropriate. It seems you nailed it, guys. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for listening to Rewatchability this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, in the meantime, you can check out our whole back catalog on our website and um, on any podcast listenable place that you go to and app that you have on your phone. You can find us there. And if you want to talk to us, you can talk to us on social media or you can email us at rewatchability at gmail.com. We love getting emails. Uh, we want to know about you. And um, we, yeah, our email, our inbox is lonely. Email us. And yeah, you can you can tell a friend if you can't go to patreon.com slash rewatchability to uh, give a little dough. And thanks so much for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.